Hello, humans. In person. Hello. Hi, I'm Josh. Hi, Josh. I'm Kyla. Oh my god. Hi, Kyla. So good to meet you. Has anyone told you that everyone's names who end in uh are little bitches? (laughs) No, but that makes sense, Joshua. It really holds (laughs) up. Hey, mine doesn't. (laughs) Krista? Oh, this is the weird and suspicious. That's weird. That's suspicious. Boop, 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 boop. All right, yeah, Kyla sounds gross. So even worse than usual. Yeah, it's honestly not that bad, but I'm sure it hurts to talk. It does. So yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so just get into it. Get into it, yeah. Yeah. Um. So I originally like they came out with a new like a haunted show thingy investigation thing on netflix and i was like oh i'll just like watch one of the episodes is that the one that starts off with the um alien ship or whatever that's in like elgin in ottawa county no okay never mind what is that i i don't know i'd have to look at it but like one of the um like the when you scroll over it and it starts talking, one of the first, like, recordings is someone calling, uh, the police for, like, a non-emergency, asking if there's, um, fighter jets or something flying around Ottawa or Allegan County. Oh my gosh, now I have to find that and watch it. I will, I'll check, like, right this second and tell you what it is. Okay. Elevator music. I don't really know how to do elevator music that well. I painted my little nubs. For our listeners at home, she's referring to her fingers. Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. It's Oh, one of them is on the Unsolved Mysteries? Yeah, is that what you're watching? No, um, but it's a series, I think, like, the new season came out this past week, so the new, probably uh, one of the episodes in the new se- season is about Allie again, but hell yeah, there you go, guys, if anyone's into that, which I'm sure a lot of people would be. Um, no, it's like an, um, like an, a paranormal type investigation thing, so I thought each episode was going to be different, so I started taking notes, and then halfway through the first one, I was like, all six of these episodes are about these things and there's no separation between episodes so then i had to watch the whole series in one day kirsten that's why your notes are ridiculously long yeah but it's good my mom was even super interested in it um and she had me like pause it and stuff when she left well when the first time not when she went to work i I mean does she have good taste um, well, she doesn't usually like scary type things. Like, she's not, like, a, a horror movie person. So it just seemed weird that she liked it to me. Oh, okay. But it's called The 28 Days. 
Well, no, it's not. It's called 28 Days Haunted. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. um, And in my notes, I'm like, I'm going to cover the first episode. (laughs) Haha, jokes on me. No, I'm not. Going to cover the first six episodes. So, this is all based on um, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Do you know who they are? The Conjuring people. Yeah. So, like. Really? They, mm-hmm. they're, they're, um, pretty much their investigations, like, they sold their Conjuring story, and the family did too, to the producers. Actually, I don't know if the family did, or if just Ed and Lorraine did, but, and then, like, the Annabelle story is one of theirs from, like, their investigations, and it's, like, real-life people in, like, the 70s is when they were real popular that were, like, paranormal investigators, and, like, I think one time they did an exorcism exorcism yeah they videotaped an exorcism no they just did it and then they wrote it down and then they told they they, they sold the story of them giving an exorcism they like checked this out we had a good old fun time yeah they're like exercising really popular uh famous uh paranormal investigator people and she's a medium which is like not really relevant but i just feel like I, I feel know. like it's kind of relevant to her stories being legit. Um, kind of, but it's not. Um, so they had a they had a thought. They're like, I we think that it takes twenty eight days to pierce the veil between the living and the dead, quote unquote. Um, and I at first was unsure with like twenty eight days of what, just like living in the house, like. 28 days when you live in your house and you're fully possessed if there's a demon in it i don't i don't understand maybe it's just like 28 days of like haunting but then like what if like the first couple of like little like knocking over a plate or whatever they do you don't notice yeah i think it's like i think you have to be like investigating for those 28 days fully i think is like what they were trying to get at well they died so they could never prove it and then oh, they're cool son-in-law i wrote his name somewhere terry sparrow he like i guess started the show because he's like we're gonna test it out we're gonna see if this 28 day thing is a thing and he probably has all of like the their like investigation investigative paperwork and stuff that he can look at so he probably knows a lot about them because he married their daughter and he also is the Nesper, which is the New England, well, he's the head of this place, but it's the New England Society for Psychic Research. That's my favorite one. The Nesper one? Yep. Yep, Nesper is my favorite, too. <laughs> it almost sounds like Whisper to me. <laughs> They're whispering to all the ghosts. They were like, we're going to test out this location. Not this location. We're going to test out this idea. And they did it in three different locations that have extreme hauntings. And they had teams for each of them. They blindfolded them and then dropped them off in front of the building. And then they're like, and then each person is like blindfolded, standing in front of the building like, ooh, I'm getting a feeling of this or a feeling of this. Was there anyone who was like, yeah. There's, no, there's nothing going on here. Pretty chill place. No, they were both pretty... They were all pretty crazy places. And actually, um, 
Do you think that they ever like test the psychics and are just like, well, apparently I'm none of these people do, do a new build. None of these people knew this what happened at the places that they were staying. Apparently, obviously, like it's a TV show, hmm. so. But that's the whole idea. They don't know where they're going. They get there. They don't know the place. They don't know the story behind the place. There's a, a psychic in each group, and then like there's a demonologist in one, or there's like tech people, or like people like that. Demonologist. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was. Whew, he was mm-hmm. a character. They also didn't have any access to internet or phones unless they asked for like certain things, and then they were allowed to. But that only happened one time where they allowed one of the people to do that, and I'll talk about it. I will. They hop back and forth between a lot of the places. I'm just going to talk about each of them individually. So there was the Lumber Baron Inn in Denver, Colorado. Um, I don't know much about this place because, like, they don't really tell you about it when they start. So we're just going purely based off the show. I did no other research into these places. They get dropped off and amy she's one of she is the psychic of the group and she's like right away she's like i feel a male energy and then she's like i also feel a little bit of a female energy and then when i walk in lights immediately start flickering on and off and she um so like since she's the psychic slash sensitive it means things come naturally to her she can just sense all of them she doesn't have to do any extra stuff to try and hear things i guess like something starts banging on the wall and she starts having visions like immediately like the first day when they walk into this house and then people that stay there in general say that they see women in distress a lot there is shane is one of the guys and he's sitting on the bed and they're using a spirit box which is like where they use josh you look so wild please close your eyes a little bit (laughs) (laughs) why were they so open (laughs) why were they open but you were like (laughs) please close your eyes a little bit (laughs) if you could just close them all together so we don't have to fucking look at you Well, he was blindfolded and using a spirit box, which is not only blindfolded, he had headphones on, connected to the spirit box. So, like, she was standing there asking questions and then using, I don't know what the spirit box, like, 100% does. It uses frequencies and the, I almost said aliens, the um, ghosts use the frequencies to say words. I think it's like, uh, it cycles really quickly through radio frequencies um kind of like when you scan on the radio how to like play for a little bit move to the next song play for a little bit but it was like or move to the next station and only a couple words came through yeah it does it like really really fast Okay, okay and um i think it only lets words through if there's like a really strong uh yeah yeah that makes sense well, that's what they were doing, and she was asking questions. And two women were asking for help, and then a little guy, ghosty ghost, was like, I killed them, or something along those lines. That's hot. Yeah. Damn, daddy. 
and it mm-hmm. tells them to get out and then he feels very sick and then the door slams when oh well, no well it does slam but then amy is doing it and then the door slams and she's like i started seeing eyes and then she like took all the stuff off and she's like i'm done for the day just for the day yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they had to stay there for 28 days, and they weren't allowed to leave or use their phones or anything. That's too many days. That is too many days. Honestly, yeah, that's a lot of days. I feel like their goal is just to make them crazy. Ed and yeah, Lorraine didn't know about cell phones back then, shit. so. That is fair. Um, There were two women killed in the room that Amy was staying in, but obviously the Amy and the dude and the other guy they didn't know that. Um, and then they're like, let's go to the basement and see what happens. And then there's like, just like a weird tunnel that like goes a little bit farther down. That look almost looks like a crawl space door, but in the basement that takes you to like a tunnel area to a weird small room. Really weird. They do the spirit box in there and it's like, get out, get out get out and then they hear a loud noise by the door so they leave so they get out good for them they get out yeah yeah, yeah. they picked up names that kara and moraine or moraine marianne moraine (laughs) marianne which is the name of the people who were killed and the killer was never caught while staying there a lot of them had vivid dreams and while doing a spirit box one of the times a guy said he felt someone grab his leg and then they go into the attic so like it's like a attic thing but they have like receptions up there i don't know it's a really weird space and there's like a little room off of it they go in that room and they're just like sitting there hanging out and there's like 10 candle things hanging from the ceiling and then one of them just starts swinging but only one and then you hear like a really weird whistling noise which is like from the outside or something. I thought that you were gonna like try to mimic the whistling noise. Yeah, what is? You're gonna be about? like, there was a really weird whistling noise, which is like. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know if I did it well enough, but um, it was actually just me doing it. I was just. Okay, but there was like a little fuzzy noise after you said that. Um, when they left the room, all of the cabinets were just open, and they have cameras set up in the house, and they, like, rewatched it, and, like, you can see the cabinets just being opened by nothing. Just, boop, Are they creaking, or are they just opening? They're just opening, and I'm giving it a sound effect. Okay. Very fun. They actually open with that sound effect, with the booping. <laughs> you have to make the... With no one else in there. Open. In the room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, shortly they all start fighting, which like, you know, in a haunting type situation, I feel like that's normal. They wanted her to do mirror scrying, and she was like, No, I don't do that. Mirrors are portals. That is bad. Josh, your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) It's so close them. <laughs> Nobody wants to look at you. <laughs> this is my attempt to stop having to go on webcam for this. Uh, no, it's I fine. 
But she's like, no, I'm not going to do that because mirrors are portals and bad things happen and I've had a bad experience and I'm not mirror scrying. And then they start fighting about it and the guys are honestly being kind of dicks because, like, let's say this is all real, you know? Why would you make someone do that and then, like, I don't know, then they get possessed and they're, like, being rude about it. They're like, she's not even helping us. We're doing everything. <laughs> she's not even helping us. She went and got possessed. Fucking loser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taking the easy way out. Well, they're mad because she wouldn't like willingly just be like, yeah, let's do it and I'll get possessed. So instead she does like, candle scrying, which you just stare really hard into the candle and then like you're supposed to get images of from the ghost that way. But like I think it only really works if you're stare like, really hard. Oh, no. Like I don't think it works if like I do it cuz I'm not a, a sensitive or a medium. I'm a sensitive, but not in that kind of way. You're not sensitive. I am, just not in that kind of way. Yeah, you can't stare hard enough for that. Yeah. Um, and while she's doing it, the guys are waiting at the bottom of the stairs, and they're like, oh no, we see a shadow. And she's like, keeps asking it questions, and she's like, if there's the girls in here, please flicker the light. And then it does. And then, like, she sees some other stuff. is green. Knock twice. Just once? I didn't knock, but, yeah. Who was that? Sorry, what was that? I don't know, Josh? Kyle, I'm here. Okay. Huh, okay. I think you're here. So this is just... Okay. Somebody knocked on my door. Did they? Mm Mm-hmm. That's why I was wondering. Oh. I was like, if your favorite color is green, knock twice, and then there was one knock, but... Why are they knocking on your door at this time of night? I'll be right back. Oh, Takis. He ordered Takis. You ordered just Takis? I want snacks. I ordered snacks and coffee. I should have ordered snacks and coffee, but I just brushed my teeth. When she's, like, asking a question, she feels something hit her in her lower back, and then she has trouble standing up at first. So she was like, all right, I think I'm good for right now. That was a lot. Sorry, I got really confused with reading. I don't know words very well. Um, <clears throat> she's like, I'm done, blah, blah, blah. So this guy's like, well, I'm going to tap into my own psychic abilities. And he's like, we're going to do a sensory deprivation tank. So they literally just like make their own. And then he goes in it at night. And then he's just laying there in the silence. And he's just like, I don't know what you do. Are you supposed to like meditate or something? I would you assume sit that's there in like- silence. I think so. Okay. Um, so then, but then he starts getting, like, images and, like, visions of stuff, and then he, one of them's, like, the staircase, and the girl goes to her room, and she opens the door, and then the guy makes her get on her knees, and she's like, please, I need to go home to my baby, and then he shoots her. And then he- Man, I thought that was gonna get really rapey for a second. Honestly. (laughs) It was going down a very (laughs) suspicious angle. You know what? They could have, and they could have just left that part out because they're like, it's a family show. Murder, fine, rape, no. Got her. Told her to go on her knees. 
killed her. Yeah. Asked her to scrub the floor. Um, but he kept getting images of other people and like bodies in like weird spots that weren't the two places that the girls were found. And then he was like, I don't know, like, m- like there's like a lot of missing people. Maybe it's a serial killer. So then they do a seance trying to connect to the girls. And they're like, I didn't get word for word because they talked very fast. So this is just like a uh, paraphrase. They're like, you, you can't turn your attention. subtitles on? I did, but I still wasn't typing fast enough. Oh, okay. little tiny fingers i don't know how fast you think they can type but it's not very really fast. fast very speedy you should um, get one of those things where it's like a controller and it's i forgot what they're called they're like what they use in courtrooms oh that's so much to understand though i don't know how to do that it's you crazy gotta, like, how go to school to learn that that's like really hard you i think you do yeah to learn that yeah, yeah, yeah. honestly it's more fun than school probably yeah uh, yeah, um, maybe. but the girls tell them, you've been paying attention to us, but look around. Maybe the answer is right in front of you. Look around and down. And that people are missing things in plain sight. So, like, you just, like, just, like, stop paying attention to us. There's other things that are going on that are weird. So, they go back into the tunnel, and they start looking for literally anything. And then they hear a guy scream. But I don't think like a like a really long scream. I think it was like a uh, type of scream. Yeah. Thank you. They find a newspaper clipping of Dolores Jane Martinez, and she was killed, and her body was found near the inn. Oh, she was raped. Um. Ugh. So fun. They probably just left out some time. Um, it's my second favorite pastime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And they discovered like a manhole cover that you could get in and out of that, all, like, into the tunnel that leads into the house. And they think that the guy, the killer, clipped the new- newspaper and like put it down there. So now they're hoping that people will maybe investigate it because they never thought originally that the other missing people and murders happening were linked to the two people in the inn. And now they're like, these paranormal investigators are like, that's like the images that we were getting. That's what the ghosts were telling us. We really hope someone looks into it that way. And then they like did a little seance thing. They're like, spirits, please pass on cross over we promise we'll share your story you can go to the other side now imagine sorry this goes back a little bit but like where they're like oh don't like worry about us there's more than just like the two girls yeah imagine being a ghost and then just being like go bother somebody else please it's not only <laughs> us here i'm getting tired of you guys go go elsewhere really we're not the only ones Oh my god okay sorry and then um in madison north carolina they have the madison dry goods store which is also a museum the place they discovered had a casket in it because it also used to be a funeral home there is brandy and jeremy they only have two people because they didn't like them enough to give them an extra person jeremy is the demonologist brandy's a medium um, she speculates that there was kids that were murdered there in the building when she is standing outside. 
Spoiler Ever walk alert. up to a building and look at it and be like, yeah, some kids have been killed here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Um, Jeremy was like, all right, first <laughs> night, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get that casket and we're going to put you in it. And she's like, excuse me? Um, and he's like, yeah. You're going to lay in it. Are trying to traumatize people? <laughs> and they're like, we're trying to, he's like, I'm going to get these spirits mad. We're going to like hype them up or something, get them talking to us. So that's what they do. Um, and he's like pretending to give her an, a eulogy and they have like this little box thing and it just starts going off. And she senses someone above her, a young female. She senses blood and beds and multiple people. They tell her to get out. And then a guy touches her head. And then she's like, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. And they stop for the night. Um, she senses that the children were in pain and that there's also dark energy. One of the other days, she tries to reach out to the do- the oldest daughter and she was said something about a baby and that she was, like, tired of having to put on a show. And she told her dad that she was pregnant. And then he went upstairs. And then there was just a lot of blood. Um, So this didn't happen in the building. So no so children were murdered in the it. building. No. I don't know. Um, but the funeral home, the people that all died, this family, it was a the Lawson family murders that happened on Christmas Day. Where that's the, like... I don't know. That's where they had all their funerals and they did all their body things to them. All their body embalming. things to them. Is it, that um, happens at the funeral home, right? The embalming yeah. and stuff? Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is a very famous story. So, like, I don't know. I guess if I... I don't know where it happened, so I wouldn't just think that based off of the place i was in but like some people probably do know the location of it because it is a pretty famous story it's like the christmas day family murders it's like what it's called merry christmas here's some death yeah <laughs> it's so random <laughs> um also i'm just gonna say this right now a lot of people in the town speculated that the daughter was pregnant by her dad and then she was pregnant uh. with her dad uh, okay, so it did get rapey. Okay, yeah, yeah. So there's <laughs> these two, yes. Um, the first two stories. They're sitting in the attic, and she feels like a kid's energy, and then she feels like the father murdered his family, and then they hear thuds and all of that. By night fifteen, she tries to talk to the father herself. She finds out her uh, that he did impregnate his daughter. And then the spirit box says, get her. So then she's Ew. like, I'm done. Gross. I'm done doing this right now. Yeah, and then she done. thinks about leaving at this point. Like, she really is like, I think I'm just going to go home. And then she's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll stay here. We're going to see this through the 28 days, like, see what we can do, blah, blah, blah. She's like, we got to move the beds to the bottom floor because the top two floors are the creepiest and I don't like it. So they move the beds to the bottom floor and they sleep there. And then, oh, another time she's using the spirit box and she asks the father, like, she's like, hey, is the father with us? And, like, hi comes through the box along with walking around the room that they're in. And she's like, who is it? And the box says Charlie. And then there's a bunch of loud thuds. And then the guy starts to get a headache. And she tells him to stand back. 
And then the guy tells them to get out, like, in the spirit box. Yeah. And then this dude, the demonologist, just starts yelling. And he's like, get off of me! Why did you kill your entire family? Why did you do it? But, like, yelling really loud. Did he get an answer? No. And then he's like, get off of me, get off of me. And he starts like being really loud and over the next couple days he's very negative he's always tired he has constant headaches and then he said that there's a voice in his head and he's angry and he, they start fighting and he writes on a piece of paper and it says um passive aggressive sticky notes yeah he's just like me for real <laughs> what did it say what did it say what did it say Rubbles. What did it say? What did it say? What did it say? I wrote it, but not right there. I wrote it down farther. We just got a letter. You just got a letter. I'm gonna you get just got I a letter. I wonder who it's from. What's so I was at from Blues, 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 Blues. Yeah. The note said, troubles will cause. And that's all he was writing in the journal. Um... Troubles will cause what? They, that's it. That's I it. feel. I feel like he is getting a lot of half answers. Well, we'll yeah, get back I don't to appreciate that. Him. We'll get back to that. We don't like him. Yeah. They start fighting a lot, and she was like, "I feel like something is attached to him, and maybe what happened to Charlie, the dad, maybe it was happening to him." So she does a spirit box by herself, and she's like asking him questions. This is where I'm like, you're feeding him the questions and he's just saying yes or no. So, like, if I if this was me, I would also say yes instead of being like, I'm a piece of shit and murdered my whole family. But if someone was like, were you a piece of shit and murdered your whole family or were you possessed and that's why you murdered your whole family? I'd be like, oh, oh. I was possessed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but that's what he says, which, like, okay, okay, Let's, we'll go with it. And then her and Jeremy are sitting out, talking, and then he randomly is, like, is acting weird, and he's like, are you afraid that I'm going to snap and kill you? And she's like, excuse me? What are you saying? (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um... I wasn't, but now I am. <laughs> <laughs> now that you mention it. like, this is real strange. So she's like, I need to speak to a producer. So, like, she talks to a guy, and she's like, I don't want to go back in there. It's really freaking me out. I don't know. She's like, so, and then she's like, can I talk to this lady who was, um, by this time they know what the, who the family is. She's like, can I talk to the person who's, like, really, like, a, I don't know what you'd call it, an expert on that family murder, I guess? Like, I don't, that's a weird way to put it, but she was like, Are there me- people that, like, research one criminal case and they're just like, I'm gonna be the expert on this, know nothing else but this one criminal case? Um, only, I think only on, like, really big cases, because, like, Jack the Ripper, like, that has, like, Jack the Ripper. That's fair. Yeah. So I think well, on, like, there's really usually big like a lot of people unsolved ones there is on ones like this I don't I don't there probably is because this isn't solved it's more like the why that it happened is why everyone's questioning they're not questioning like who did it they're like the dad obviously killed them all but <laughs> the dad obviously did it but why <laughs> yeah so it's just this... in a silly goofy mood yeah silly goofy <laughs> killing mood. 
Um, so she's like, what? She's trying to figure out if he's possessed and if the guy was possessed. So she's like, what characteristics are they both having? And like, is he randomly just going to kill me type of thing? The symptoms that they both had were headaches, appearing depressed. And then when this guy killed himself on him on a piece of paper, the paper said troubles will cause. Hmm. Imagine being like, yeah, ghosts are real. Uh, this pair of demonologists came out and they got possessed by the same thing. Dude killed her. <laughs> demonologist gets possessed by a demon. Yeah. That would be real wild. So she like goes up to him and she's like, hey man, what's wrong with you? And he was like, you think if I knew it was wrong with me, I, I wouldn't tell you? I don't fucking know. He's like, I've been having terrible headaches. Do you know, know what it's like to try and fucking do this with terrible headaches, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, sir, I think you're on the verge of a possession. And then she tells, she's like, you and Charlie wrote the same thing on a note. And then he just starts crying. And he's like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to, like, make it through it. Um, <laughs> so then he was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to use this helmet magnet thing. And it's literally called the God Helmet. And it's, like, it's supposed to help your psychic abilities be more happening i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you say be more happening where there's a nice tinfoil hat and your psychic abilities will like, skyrocket it lights up though it lights up <laughs> it's really weird <laughs> it has yeah. leds that's a hardcore one right legit. there that's legit man um and then so he has it on and he like gets super fucking cold and he starts telling someone to like get away from him and he keeps asking what they did, which, like, we never get into why he's asking what they did. And then he was like, oh, I'm fucking over this. And his heart is racing, so they take him to the ER. And he had all the symptoms of having a heart attack, except he didn't have a heart attack. Mm. And then he's like, I'm good now. Let's fucking get this show on the road when he comes back. So they do another spirit box, and they try to, like, banish the dark energies, I guess. And he's, like, saying... Like, I don't know, what you, like, an exorcism, but for a house or a building, not for a person type of thing. I don't know what you call that. Uh, a banishing. A cleansing. Okay, a cleansing. I like banishing cleansing. better, but we can say cleansing. Banishing works. Usually banishing is a specific thing, though. <laughs> yeah. Beep, 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 beep. There's lots of binging and thuds and even, like, as clear as day like ah! of like a woman screaming type of thing and then nice. he continues on with his thing and then you can see a vase fall off a shelf and then um he like keeps going and then that's just like it's not the end but they're like all right we did the cleansing we're pretty sure it worked um goodbye okay then yeah and then the last one, it is in Connecticut. It's called the Captain Grants Inn. And there's three guys. And when they come in, they're like, wow, I feel like I've just been hit all automatically. One of the guys is a skeptic, which is kind of funny. Um, and then one of the, the medium, he's like, I feel connected with a woman named Adelaide. And then they're using a spirit <laughs> box. But there's is like an extra spirit box. It has like a weird little fan thing on it, and it's like, spirit box mark two. Yeah, it's like a real wild one. I was like, I've never seen that one before, but okay. 
So and then they get LEDs. lots of loud bangs. This one did not have LEDs and thuds. And they were told to leave. And it was like a dark male voice. And it said, no escape. And they're like, all right. <clears throat> like, maybe this is like the Captain Grant's wife. Maybe that's what it is. She didn't say a whole lot um, at first. The psychic had a dreams of Adelaide coming in, and she, like, pointed out the window, and then they walked outside and went in that direction, and they found a cemetery, and they're like, oh, this is the captain's wife. And then they're like, she must be having trouble crossing over, and she longs to be with her husband, Captain Grant. <laughs> and they're like, wow, really, maybe she's something- not crossing over because she's trying to avoid him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like she longs to be with her husband. (laughs) They think that a dark thing is keeping her there and other spirits there. And then they like one guy wakes up and he has "see you" written in his mirror backwards. So they hear the spirit box and they're like, "Who is writing on the mirror?" And the spirit box says like the psychic. And then the skeptic is like, "They told on you, man." And then he's like, I wouldn't do that. And he's like, that's what they said. And he's like, don't you realize that spirits try to turn us against each other because they feed on negative energy? No, nah, like, 100%. He got caught and was trying yeah, to cover I know. But like, <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, that's hilarious. But also, I wouldn't do that, man. <laughs> while they're doing it, they're standing in front of a mirror. So like their own version of mirror scribing. And they see orbs coming in and out of the mirror, which I don't like that. And then someone said that they were trapped, and then it was silent, and they hear a thud, and they're like, make another noise. They ask them to make another noise, and then there was a thud. And then all of these guys start fighting, of course. Like, everyone starts fighting. Everyone was kung fu fighting. Yep. And, um... The psychic mostly has been in touch with Adelaide, and then she points out to a different area in one of his dreams, so they walk out, but they take the, the the thermal imaging camera, and they start using it, and then there's just, like, weird cold spots, but then there's a really hot spot in the ground, and the psychic stands above it, and he's like, I feel, like, a little bit weird, but not, like, super weird. And then the guy's like, all right, because he's a skeptic. He's like, we're going to go get a metal detector. And they get a metal detector. And it's like, beep, 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 beep. So they dig it up. And they find an old copper pentagram. Ooh, my favorite. Who would just bury a perfectly good pentagram? Well, Honestly, they don't think it was buried. They're like, let's say it wasn't buried. If it wasn't buried as far deep down as it was, it would be from the 1600s if just regular old time put it like... Gra- gra- regular words. old time. Regular old time. <laughs> the dirt going over it and getting stepped <laughs> on. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like you know when you no, just no. keep stepping on the pentagram until it disappears? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah. I don't know how all that works, okay? I wasn't good at that kind of science. <laughs> and then it turns out, in the 1600s, this dude, Jonathan Brewster, got this land, I think, from being a terrible person and being mean to the Native Americans. Um, but anyways, so he dabbled in the occult and alchemy and they're like, psychic was like, all right, well, like, I think that, uh, maybe he was like trying, 
when he was like dabbling in the occult things, he like let out a dark evil spirit, and that's what's keeping these uh other spirits from crossing over. Oh, this is really I feel nice. like just a lot of speculation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like this guy really was in the into the occult and was on that land in the 1600s like that was a real thing. But then they just like find this fucking pentagram and they like put it to him. So then they're like, "All right, we're going to bless all the mirrors in hopes that it gives them a clear way/portal slash for them to cross over." And then while doing this, the spirit box says, never come back. And then a loud thud. And then he's, like, saying verses from the Bible, you know, as one does in a cleanse or a banishing. And then <laughs> a, chair, a chair falls down the attic stairs. And then, like, they do it. And then he keeps going. And then more stuff falls down the attic stairs. And doors are closing and banging on the wall. And it's really, this one's, like, really fucking loud. And they go through the house and do it. And it's, like, lots of banging through all of them the entire time and then it just like stops and they have the efm no whatever it is thing and they're reading it not reading it they're using it and they're like did we help and then one of the spirits says i am home and they're like did we help adelaide and it says yes so they're like all right it worked imagine they just said no (laughs) no 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 no. she stays here oh they're like, we got out, but Adelaide's got to stay. <laughs> Never think when they're doing exorcisms and stuff, and they're like, reading out whatever shit from the Bible, that like, the evil spirit or whatever is just so sick of people talking about the Bible that they're like, shut the fuck up, I'll leave if you stop pretending yeah. like this is real. Yeah, maybe. Well... By because all of that that happened was like on the 28th day, so they're like, Huh, we think this 28 day thing is real, and I think it's more the idea of the 28 days of investigating, and the 28 days is like the full amount to do what you can do to help other ghosts pass on or to get rid of bad, evil ones. I think, yeah, yeah. Some of the stuff I really liked the um the one medium from the second one. She was she seemed really cool. The guy was a bit extra, but she seemed like she was pretty legit. You can watch like six hours of your life. I'm like you literally just gave away the whole thing. Um, Or you can just listen to me tell you in like thirty ish minutes. Wait, that was six hours worth of show. Well, there's six episodes and they're like 40 minutes long. Okay, but that was like one episode. No, no that, that was, was the entire oh, thing. Oh, that was the entire thing. Yikes. The entire thing. Don't go watch that. I don't know why they spent six hours doing nothing. Well, it was pretty good. It was entertaining. Some of it was funny. When he's That's like good. screaming at the demon, he's like, get off me! That is crazy. Was he, like, super serious about it? Yeah, and, like, he, like, took off his... He has, like, a button-up over his shirt. He took it off and throws it on the ground, and he's, like, running around screaming. Like, servants. It kind of sounds like a setup to me. Some parts do, and some parts don't. I don't know. Well, by the way... I don't think there's a way for me to prove it. I'm not gonna be one of those people that spends the next two months of my life trying to disprove everything about this show you should i shouldn't a whole two months i should yeah, not two months just two 
Alright, Only Joshua. one more than one. What do you got not for us? Many. Not that many. Okay, so. I have a story called We Found My Missing Little Sister. One of them. Ooh. Well, that's rude. What about the other one? Fucker. They didn't care about them. This story starts when I was nine, when my rich and miserable parents decided that having a baby was the best way to save their marriage. I guess you could say that it worked, I mean. They stayed married, but on the other hand, they stayed in a toxic, loveless, bordering, um, verbally abusive relationship for another eight years. But it was a baby, and I was excited. I wanted it to be a girl. My little brother Garrett was a little wanted a little brother of his own. It ended up being twin girls. Lily and Ava were completely identical, and I mean just exactly the same. We painted their nails different colors to tell them apart. Even when they got into toddlerhood, there wasn't a single difference in their faces. Personality-wise, they were night and day. Lily was quiet as a baby, content to snuggle with whoever happened to be holding her at the time. Ava was always louder and never settled in the arms of any person she didn't know. I doted on them both. Garrett tolerated them, and my parents, predictably, were just as emotionally distant with the two of them as they'd been with myself and my brother. But I loved those girls, and I tried to personally see it when the, see to it that they never lacked for affection. We all got older, and Lily and Ava developed their own personalities. Lily was still quiet, shy around strangers, but happy to play when she got to know someone. She liked pink and purple and Barbies and ponies. Ava was still loud, still rowdy, and far less shy. She rejected the pink and purple and stuck her tongue out at people. When they got a bit older, uh, they both got pushed into ballet, which Lily loved and Ava hated. It took some persuading, but I convinced Mom to sign her up for soccer. She loved that. Ava had some minor rebellions as she got older. One involved Aunt Jane's wedding to Todd, where Ava would throw tantrums and refuse to say hello to him. She got older and refused to be the quote-unquote perfect young lady mom wanted her to be. And uh, it came to a head when she cut off all of her hair, screaming, I don't want to be a girl. She was content with her emergency pixie hut cut, and mom started to let her wear jeans. That's super weird. Why would they not be able to wear jeans? Yeah, that's really weird. Religion, Joshua. Um, true. Like, My religion. <laughs> uh, Literally. <laughs> yikes. Tasha's like, I don't understand, but also... I still don't understand, because even my parents weren't that bad with it. There's some families that were, but, like, it's mostly Did just, your, like, choice. Was your sister allowed to wear jeans? Uh, no. Well, then, what the fuck are you talking about? I think she had a couple. No, she was. Oh, she okay. stopped, but she was. Oh, okay. she currently doesn't wear jeans. She currently does not wear jeans. Okay. But I would say, like, in high school she did. Oh, okay. In her rebellion days. In her rebellious days. Um. says, I had my own little rebellion in dating a boy my parents hated, Austin. They told me he was too old, but I'm pretty sure they just hated that he was working at a hardware store to get through community college. 
now. I don't know when uh, this takes place, but if you're in high school, I feel like dating a college person is iffy. Yeah, yeah that's really like a senior. I feel like that's the only... Maybe, yeah. Like, is there a freshman in college and you're a senior? Not if they're, like, a senior in college and you're a senior in high school. <laughs> True. Yeah. Honestly, a freshman in high school and a senior in high school was kind of weird. I think yeah. that's weird. Yeah. Anyway. Um... Says, I ignored their concern. I thought I loved him as much as a teenager can really be in love with someone. Says, I got accepted to a university not far from home and I had a steady boyfriend. The whole future seemed pretty damn bright to me. It all came to a screeching halt a few months before my 18th birthday. Okay, yeah. So she was senior in high school, probably. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, then who cares? Then we'll just pretend that he was a freshman in college. (laughs) We'll pretend he's a freshman in college, yeah. Yeah. You see, mom and dad were at some kind of charity ball thing and wouldn't be back until the next day. And Garrett and I got the brilliant idea to sneak out to a midnight premiere while they were out. Neither of the girls ever woke up in the middle of the night. We thought we would be fine. Oh, no. They abandoned their poor, poor sister. God, we were wrong. It was nearly three in the morning when Garrett and I got home. There was a car in the driveway I wasn't expecting. Austin's. He said he got a text asking him to come over. So I told him I hadn't texted and he showed me the message that I did not send. Which also just said that I got a new phone and new number. Would you not think that that's suspicious? I just find that suspicious. It's just like, hey, I have a new phone and a number, but it doesn't say who I is. I got no. They were saying that they were the um, narrator. I thought they were just getting a text saying, "Hey, I got a new number. Come over," and then he just assumed it was his girlfriend. (laughs) Imagine. (sighs) So it was weird. We thought, well, we went ahead and invited him in for a late night snack. I went upstairs to check on Ava and Lily. Ava and Lily weren't in their beds. After turning on every light in the house and running around the property screaming for 10 minutes, I put in a panic call to 911. The cop showed up faster than I would have expected, and I guiltily explained that I wasn't there when I should have been, and I didn't know where the girls were. They asked if the door had been locked when I got home. I was tired. I couldn't remember. They called in some officers to start searching the area, and one of them interviewed us about the events of the night. I distinctly remember the look in the officer's face when I told them that no, Austin didn't go to the movie with us, and he was here when we got back. He's going to get framed for it. Yep. They didn't seem to believe his weird text story. I fell asleep on the couch around 5 in the morning without putting those particular pieces together. I figured it out pretty quickly when I woke up and was told Austin was taken to the station for questioning. That's around the point I got hysterical because the girls had now been missing for hours and now my boyfriend was a suspect. And I will tell you right now that the cops did not find Lily and Ava. Mom and dad got home and had a screaming match with each other, with the officers, then with me. 
to be in parentheses because they knew the boy was bad news, Danielle. <laughs> and a few hours turned into a few days, which turned into a few weeks, and the girl still didn't show up. Damn. Austin was never arrested, but there was nothing linking him to the crime besides him being there. Um, and I, but I couldn't help but wonder if the boy I thought I loved killed my little sisters. And that sort of thought in the back of your mind does not lead to a healthy relationship. No, it doesn't. (laughs) No, it doesn't tend to work out. That's weird. (laughs) That's suspicious. (laughs) I hate both of you. You're welcome. So when I turned 18, I went to college. I left Austin behind. Mom and dad had a nasty divorce. Garrett acted out. And I took econ classes. <laughs> wow. Alrighty. Wow. Good for you, buddy. She's like, my siblings went missing, but I'm taking econ classes. So go I'm just going to take me. a couple classes. So that brings me to three weeks ago when I woke up on a Saturday morning to four texts and two missed calls from mom, a text from dad, two from Garrett, and a missed call from Austin, of all people. I hadn't seen him in years, but here was this random call. My mind raced through all the possibilities. Finding the girls was one of them, but it ranked low. I had long ago accepted that they were dead and tried to push through my guilt about the whole thing. In parentheses, that involved some therapy. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like uh, that's a good thing. Yeah, I think so. If anyone should go to therapy, it's somebody that thinks that they murdered their sisters. Yep. Says, and I'm sure you've guessed they did find the girls. Sort of. They found one of the girls and they didn't know which one. Ooh. Because they're twins. Austin actually found her. Ooh. Um, That doesn't, I don't like that. I also don't enjoy that. He'd apparently spent every weekend of the past five years looking for him, for them. I guess, what? in a way, it makes a little bit of sense. Like, if if you were framed, I would you not spend as much time as possible to prove your innocence? Like, yeah, that does make sense. Weird, though. But still. It is. Kind of, kind of weird. Um, so it's a bit to clear his name, but mostly out of concern for them. Or so he told me. His call went something like this. Hey, Danny, I know, um, look, I was searching the woods and I found one of the girls. I know that sounds crazy, but I'm sitting here and she's in my lap asleep and I just called the police. And they're coming, but I thought you should know. I, I only found one, but I think it's Lily. I'm not sure. Just, yeah, just so you know. Huh. It's still like, ugh. Still weird. Uh, yeah. And also, why would she be in the woods? That's why I was going to say, in the woods. <clears throat> so I sped home as fast as I could. Mom and Dad and Garrett and Aunt Jane and Uncle Todd and even Austin were at the hospital, where my little sister, who was probably Lily, but maybe Ava, was being treated for malnutrition and dehydration. Does it say how many years it's been? It's been, I think, five Damn. Yeah, five years. Okay. So it's been a while to find somebody like 
alive. Just in the woods, too. Yeah, that's really weird. Like, mm-hmm. even if it was just their remains, yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially because it's not their remains. Like, if it was their remains, then maybe. Like, oh, it could have just been um, whatever. They ran away and died from exposure. Yeah. Or, like, their bodies were dumped, whatever. But for them to be alive somewhere Austin could just walk and find doesn't seem right. Says she looks so different from the eight-year-old versions of my sisters that I had in my head for so long. This girl that was my baby sister was tall and gangly with a few growing curves. Her skin was frighteningly pale, but her hair was the same shade of brown, and when she opened her eyes, they were the same blue-green. Slight problem. She refused to talk. I probably wouldn't talk either. I I feel like that's pretty normal for trauma. Yeah. For being stuck in the woods for years. (laughs) Oh yeah, she's not talking. What could possibly be wrong? (laughs) We don't know what's wrong with her, Doc. (laughs) It can't be that she was abandoned in the woods. Oh... The doctors had done a full checkup of her and there was nothing wrong with her tongue or her throat or anything that would physically cause her to not be able to talk. She just refused to. She refused to write her name or give us any indication of whether she was Lily or Ava. This was further hindered by the one permanent injury she had. Burned fingers and toes. Her prints had literally been burned off of her. Okay. I spent some a lot of time crying and begging her to forgive me when no one else was in the room, and she just smiled and patted my head. I took that to mean that she did forgive me, but the guilt still ate at my insides. It was easier before, when I accepted that they were dead and moved on, but now, one of them was still alive, which meant the other might be, and they might have thought that we abandoned them. What happened? Where were they? Who took them? Lily and Ava refused to answer. Or Lily slash Ava. If he was the one that did it, though, why would he willingly bring her back and be like, I found her. Interview her. Oh, here she is. Ask her questions. Yeah, Yeah. that doesn't seem... But I guess if they were a baby, they wouldn't know. I guess, but... It depends on how old they, how young they were. I think they were old. They were like eight, I think. Okay. Well, then they'd probably know. Yeah, they probably. They should. Whether or not they do, who knows. A bit after she, um, she did, however, seem quite happy to be near me. Garrett and as well as Austin and mom and dad to an extent. She was less enthused about anything else. A bit after she first woke up, she just started staring at Uncle Todd, almost not blinking. A mute teenage girl staring you down without blinking is surprisingly unsettling. Todd left pretty quick. Mm, Todd's a bit suspicious. Yeah, it also says, though, uh, I remember how Todd or how Ava would throw tantrums because of Todd and wonder if she was Ava. She had long hair, which is why Austin's first impression was a lily, but hair does grow, especially over five Five years, years. so she wasn't able to cut it. Maybe it was him. I don't... I I feel like it's Austin. I feel in my heart yeah. it's Austin. Yeah. 
So we took Lily Ava home. I, I hate how they keep saying like, We took like, it home. We don't know what we, it is. We took it home. The first week was mostly getting her healthy. Um, I called into work, and after an explanation of the pretty serious circumstances, they gave me an unpaid month off. Nice. They couldn't just pay the man for a month. At least half <laughs> off. At, yeah, at least just like a little bit. Um, my sis- little sister barely ate and never really seemed to sleep. She spent most of her time staring at whatever was directly in front of her. Says, and I wonder what she had seen that made her eyes so lifeless. The staring was a bit unsettling, but I could live. I was just happy to have her back, whichever twin she was. There was a renewed search for the other twin. We tried to goad uh, Lily or Ava to, into telling us where she had been held, but she stayed just as quiet as before. Austin, apparently, simply found her wandering in the woods. And Austin visited a lot. He brought over candy. He remembered that both the girls liked, and then something only one of them liked to see if we could narrow it down. Lily... Lily Ava. I'm just... Can I start calling it it? Yeah. You say them. (laughs) They barely ate any of it. In addition to the guilt over the fact that I had left my sisters alone, there was a new guilt over having the thought that Austin may have murdered them. She feels bad because she doubted her boyfriend, but I still think he's a bit weird. (laughs) Yeah. If my little sister's reaction to him was any indication, he very much did not kidnap them. The first week was just a lot of waiting around. The second week was when things got weird. Says it was kind of like the first 20 minutes of paranormal activity where lights flicker and doors creak a bit and things sort of turn up where they weren't supposed to be. Add that to Lily Ava's unsettling stare ahead at the thing in front of her behavior and the house I grew up in started to feel a bit less welcoming than it used to. But at the time, most of these like little quasi-paranormal things completely went over my head at the time. It was pipes creaking when messing with the doors, just some like house-settling shit. Uncle Jane and Uncle Todd, Aunt Jane and Uncle Todd, <laughs> visited. That was when the lights first flickered, but we had all just put it down to, uh, we just need to put a new light bulb in there. My little sister stared at Todd the same way she had in the hospital, and it clearly made him uncomfortable. Austin and Todd, man. It was a few hours later when I heard Uncle Todd's voice from down the hall. I only heard the end of a sentence, you are. And then when I opened the door, he jumped. He had been talking to Lily slash Ava, who was sitting sedately? Sedately? sedately sedately on her bed and staring at him the way that she had been before i asked if everything was all right and he just smiled and told me he was trying to get her to talk i nodded he left and my little sister blinked at me inside the door shut behind me and i jumped so it must have been a change in air pressure i thought at the time the second week ended I feel like doors fully closing. On their own? 
on there. Well, maybe not, because if the uncle did just leave, sometimes I won't close my door when I get into my apartment. But if someone if else opens their door, the way, it will yeah, shut when Yeah, it, it'll shut mine fully. Yeah, from like the pressure. Mm -hmm. So maybe. The third week began, um, and we're creeping closer to closer to the present day. Lily Ava took up drawing, though she wouldn't really let anyone see what she was drawing. They're a skinwalker. Honest, honest. Yeah, I kind of think so. I was fine with that. I was happy to see her doing something other than staring. More lights started flickering, and I started wondering if there was something wrong with the power lines or circuit breaker or something else that I didn't really know how to deal with. Austin kept visiting me. He asked me to lunch, just, I mean, just to catch up, he said. So I smiled and told him that, yes, lunch would be nice. She's falling for it. Austin is a murderer. <laughs> uh, they seemed to have a bit more of an appetite. She was still pale, bordering on gaunt, but she still, and she also still didn't sleep much. Three days ago, Uncle Todd and Aunt Jane came by again. They were going to spend the night. While they were there, I decided to take Austin up on the lunch offer because I couldn't really deal with Mom and Aunt Jane and all of their wine talk. Lunch was good, pleasant even. It was sort of ruined when my mom sent me a text telling me she was going shopping with Jane. Dad was at work and Garrett was at school, which meant Lily and Ava were alone with Todd, who she seemed to hate. Why would you leave this man alone with her? Why would you leave her alone at all? Yeah. It's been like three weeks. Literally. Like, What if Todd and the boyfriend were in on it together? I hope so, because both of them are really fucking suspicious. Actually, okay, no. It says, Austin and I had talked about seeing a movie, but we went back to the house instead. I was going to say, what if Austin was just trying to keep her out of the house? Yeah. So when we got to the house, there was nothing that outwardly signaled any kind of danger or disturbance. But walking up the steps of the front door just felt weird. I can't quite describe it. The hair on my arms stood up and I got this sense of dread. I opened the front door and there it was. I screamed and took a step back right into Austin. It was Todd. Todd was hanging from a noose tied to one of the 10-foot rafters in the living room. His body was spinning ever so slowly and when he turned to face me, I saw gouged out eyes and blood all over his front. Austin oh. ran into the house yelling for Lily and then for Ava and are you here? I needed to call the police. I knew my uncle had been murdered. You're supposed to call the police, but there was just something nagging me. I turned to look at the body again. He was still facing me. It wasn't just blood on his front. There was something on his chest. I stepped forward. The hair in my neck was standing up. It looked like a kitchen knife was lodged in Todd's chest, holding oh. a piece of paper to him. It's a drawing. <laughs> I took another step forward, and blood was obscuring some of the paper, but I could make out the words written at the top of the page. It was an address. Todd's address. The drawing was, 
it was Todd and Jane's garage, down like a diagram. And there was an X drawn over one spot of the floor with an arrow pointing to it. That's where she was at. Says like a map, I thought. Says, I screamed for Austin. He ran down the stairs telling me he couldn't find my sister. I pointed at the map. We we need to go and check. The pieces weren't quite adding up in my head, but there was a map pointing to a place we could get to in 20 minutes, and at the time, it seemed like the logical place to go. Austin told me we needed to call the police, so it's fine, I told them. We'll call the police, but we'll call them on the way. So I called the police while Austin drove. I babbled to the 911 operator about what was in the living room and my address and the address of the place we are going now because a map on a dead body told us to. (laughs) The operator tried to talk some sense into me, but I ignored her. So we got to Todd and Jane's house and I punched in the key code to their garage. The doors opened. Todd's car wasn't there, which made things easier. The X was on a spot the car would have been covering. I half ran into Todd's tool table and made my pick a sledgehammer. Says Danny Austin was trying to say, Danny, what are you? He was cut off by the sledgehammer hitting the concrete. It was a bit more difficult than I expected, and my arms were already rattled by the impact, but I was running on adrenaline. I raised the sledgehammer and swung again. There were already cracks appearing. Get a crowbar, I yelled. I swung again. Austin got a crowbar, and it took about ten minutes for the smashing and prying to make any serious progress. But we could see the wooden board underneath the concrete. We weren't sure how big the board was, so we kept prying until we hit an edge. Then we pried at the board. That's when the smell hit. It wasn't overpowering, not after so many years, but it was definitely there. It was there before we'd fully uncovered what was being kept there, confirming my fears. Austin wrenched the board up, and I paced behind him. Todd kidnapped the girls. Todd killed one of them, but not the other. And my little sister, the one still alive, killed him. But how? How could she have hung him from the rafters? And why didn't she tell us it was him? It says, the board snapped and I jumped, but there was a large enough hole for Austin and I to see what had been hiding underneath Todd's garage. It says, but I didn't know what to say. I heard the police sirens in the distance, but she was at the house. There were two bodies in the hole. Two small child bodies, one clad in a Cinderella nightgown and the other in a shorts and a t-shirt. I kind of wondered that. It was Lily and Ava. Says it couldn't be Lily and Ava. Says, as I said, that was three days ago. We haven't found the girl who was living in our house. We don't know how Todd was hung from the rafters. The lights have stopped flickering, and my little sisters are getting a proper funeral next week. Says, but I just didn't know what to do, so I came here and wrote this. I'll give an update if we ever find the girl, but somehow I don't think we will. No, it was a fucking ghost. No. And then there's a couple of edits here. Um, And they just said, I just posted a story about 12 hours ago. There hasn't been any substantial updates, but they were answering a few questions. Um, Todd and Jane had never had any other children, but and I really don't think Jane knew anything about what was going on. She spent most of the past few days drunk and in denial. 
The police have already excavated the entire garage and found no other bodies that I'm aware of, but they're going to keep be digging up the yard in front of the house in the next few days. So I'm not sure who sent Austin the text. Remember, that was five years ago now. If memory serves, it was sent to him from a burner number, and the police thought he just sent it to himself. I think Todd probably sent it to throw off attention. Yeah. Austin is three years older than me, and my parents hated him. He was the perfect fall. Don't know what that is. So three years as he, so he was like twenty. Yeah. It's not. It's iffy. It is. It's not that bad. It's weird. It's it's a little bit iffy, especially like how did you meet this dude if you're a senior in high school? Uh, So yeah, that's weird. The two bodies in the garage were definitely my sister's. Um, the remains also belonged to children and were several years old. So it was definitely like almost 100% their sister's. So yeah. as for the girl who was in the house, I'm not sure who she was. I've seen some good theories in the comments about her being another of Todd's victims who escaped. But so many things are strange for me. For one, how did a girl that size hang him from the rafters like she did? Says, to answer another question, the way that he was hung made it impossible for him to have done it himself, which also, like, he was stabbed with a kitchen knife. Right. Do they think, like, he hung himself and then stabbed himself? Yeah. Says, I've never been overly superstitious, but I'm starting to consider something supernatural. It could have been one or both the girls out for revenge before they left. So I'm still cur- very curious about the conversation Todd had with the girl, uh, the other girl. He knew it wasn't Lily or Ava, so maybe he was confronting her or blackmailing her. So maybe he thought she was taking advantage of our family and was trying to threaten her. I don't know. Says the drawings. Besides the map and a few completely random scribbles, I have not found any of the drawings that the girl did. Hmm. But, um... I think it was a ghost. Yeah. I think it was a ghost as well. That's my vote. Damn, that would be so strange. Oh, there's another update. Oh, yeah. Um, it says two main things are results of the examination of the bodies in the backyard excavation. The medical exam, definitely Lily and Ava... Also, definitely five years ago, so they died shortly after they disappeared. Dang. The excavation of the backyard. There was a one body found in the backyard. So I've been given absolutely no information about this other body, as the person is not related to me. But I did some digging into missing persons reports from my area for the last eight-ish years since Todd moved there. For the most part, it's runaway older teens and a few divorced parents kidnappings, but there was one case of an eight-year-old boy three years ago and a four-year-old girl last year. I don't know if the body belonged to one of the kids or something from them from or somebody from further away, but I likely won't get it, give any more updates on the matter. This is, that's something someone else's child and of no relation to me. Lily and Ava were my sisters, and I was comfortable sharing with them with you. Other people may not feel the same. Yeah. Which is sense. fair. Yeah. yeah. Damn. 
no leads on the mysterious girl and with the discovery of the new body they the police got warrants to search all of todd's old residences in other states damn but there are no further updates do you think that's real i don't know it kind of seems like it what's it on is it on no sleep yes so probably not Mm. it might be i don't know i like no sleep i've been reading stuff off that a lot lately because there's good stories. Don't look on there, but maybe I should. It's good, but it does it does suck that you don't know if it's real or not. But yeah, but like with Reddit in general, I feel like you don't. You never know if anything's yeah. real. Yeah, that's the fun of it. It's a guessing game. It's Except good the story time. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, you can go follow our Instagram at the weird and suspicious. Email us at the weird and suspicious at gmail we're on Facebook at the same thing, and our Twitter is the Weird and Sus. All right. Thank you, and have a great night. Have a good night. Thanks. Good night. Good night.